how did Disney, Disney become so corrupt? Well, slowly at first and then very quickly. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle with my friend Alfonso Rachel. And this is the show where we try to look a little bit at some of the social things that are going on beneath the politics, behind the politics. It never seems to be above the politics because, well, I guess everything's above the politics. In any event, uh, Zoe, um, uh, just as a few days ago as we record this, it looks like Governor DeSantis in Florida has decided to uh, introduce and sign legislation to essentially um, remove a special exemption that Disney has had since they put in Disney World and probably before then. Uh, most people who've been to Orlando don't realize how much of a ghost town Orlando was prior to, to Disney moving in there and building Disney World and Epcot and all the rest of it. And in order to get that area developed, Florida made a, a special administrative zone, which basically said in a nutshell that this section of, of Florida, mostly Orange County, and I think some Osceola County, will be administered by Disney. It was almost like there was no government here. Disney was the government. That allowed Disney to come in and build all this stuff without having to deal with all these regulations, all the rest of it. But in any event, by by finally rescinding this, um, this special zone, this special treatment, Disney is all of a sudden going to be subject to an awful lot more regulation, awful lot more taxes, an awful lot more headaches. It's going to cost them a lot of money. It's going to cost them a lot of money. And the reason that it was removed was because of that video that was leaked showing um, the uh, reimagined tomorrow group of inner working group of Disney, where they're talking about putting in all of the queer content they possibly can and all the trans content they possibly can and everybody nodding and, and all the rest of it. It just made people so irate that, um, that this was the consequence of it. So they're going to pay. This isn't just get woke, go broke. This is get woke, go broke, and then pay a whole lot more taxes on top of it. So two things I, I really wanted to talk about. Uh, one of them is the, is the destruction of the Disney brand. But really what it comes down to, I think, is who owns your children. And that's an interesting way of putting it because they're not exactly your property, but at the same time, they're certainly not the property of the schools or the state or anybody else. They're your, your responsibility. You don't get to sell them. I've tried. I looked it up. It's against the law. Uh, but nevertheless, um, this idea that either schools or the state or anybody else has priority over what goes into your children's head over you generated a lot of anger, and Disney's paying a pretty big price for it. Mm. Well, um, well, it's not like they can't afford it, but it, no, it's, it's. I think the irony is, is that um, uh, Disney's going to get a dose of their own poison. You know, mm -hmm. not not even a taste of their own medicine, man. A taste of their own poison, because that's all they've been offering, right? And uh, so all those, you know, those laws and regulations that I guess the, the, the Democrat overseers want everybody else to live by. Well, it's your turn. You, you go ahead and you, and you flip the bill now for, for all those uh, things that you were exempt from, I guess, because you guys were privileged and special. Um, so now in terms of them, uh, the influence. That's a great point. <laughs> Back when you were capitalists, we used to let you build it. You brought an enormous amount of it made Orlando the number one tourist destination in the world. But since you've decided that you're going to be a bunch of, you know, woke communists and, and going to create another generation of woke communists at Disney World, we've decided to revoke your capitalist privileges. Yeah. And, 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 and even with capitalism and, and how people are doing those things, you know, the, 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 
once once capitalism starts being abused or or there's there's this perversion or this deviance from capitalism it's not even really capitalism anymore that's right it's, it's one not, it's, yeah, yeah it's one of those things that either is or it isn't and once you start taking these liberties right that's you know whether it's you know a money at a table or sub rosa kind of stuff or or whatever lobbying that you want to do that's not capitalism at all and and one of these times man we should do like a thing on capitalism to actually help you know because that's kind of an area there we've fallen short in terms of selling what capitalism actually is and people that's just right. they hear capitalism and all they associate it with is like some sort of bourgeois materialism or something like that and it's like that's not yeah, what it's capitalism the, it's is. the monopoly guy with the top hat and the vest and the two big sacks of money with a big dollar sign on them, you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to talk about something that keeps the powers from, from, uh, going, you know, really corrupt and taking the little guy for granted and all that sort of stuff, uh, that's where capitalism comes in to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in this, what they're doing right now and, and Bill, I've, I've been the fuddy duddy who's been warning about this stuff for a long time. It's like, yes, look, you, have. you don't, it's, it's not, bigotry. It's not homophobia. It's not any of those things. But if you don't, if you, if you decide that you're going to embrace it or find like it's no big deal or anything like that and, and, and try to overlook it, overlook a lifestyle that is at odds with the ordinance of nature for the perpetuation of our species. And it becomes a lifestyle that's, that's this behavior and this behavior will will start to determine that you're going to have to accept it. We're going to have problems. The floodgates will open. When Biden went ahead and said that, hey, we're going to make this whole thing legal, it was basically a uh, man deciding that, well, we're going to put our, our perspective of what we think should be law above the law of nature's God. Yeah, that's what happened. And and right there, you sent the nation. This sends a nation into a downward spiral. Now, the thing is, and since we're having to live by that now, these things and, and we're seeing that these things are becoming very oppressive. Now, I mean, this is great that we have somebody pushing back against this. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Um, and it's it's now this becomes a political move. Political moves do not. They're not sustainable to use the liberal, you know, vernacular. They're not sustainable if you don't have a culture, a consenting culture to this kind of governance to be able to, to back it up. Because right now we got a culture that's going crazy. You know, if you want to try to make a political move out of it, that's great. But if you don't have a culture that's wired for it, the way they've been spellbound over accepting this woke narrative of accepting these things is okay. And, and just really quick, Bill, man, even when I wrote my audio book, uh, uh, Weapon of ASS Destruction, I would talk about how a person felt enlightened or even empowered because they accepted homosexuality. Okay, so homosexuality, okay, it's something that you accept. But it's not something people prefer. There's a difference. There's a difference between accepting something and preferring something. Bill, we're coming into the age where people are claiming that they prefer it. You got mothers, mothers announcing that. That's right. Before their kid could even walk or speak, my child is gay. That's my right. Child, yeah, my, no, no, absolutely. You know that kind saying? of insanity. They don't even know what sex is. They, they don't mm-hmm. they, yeah, it's insanity. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and the cultures, and, 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 you know, we found out from COVID just how susceptible so many people are to 
What's the right thing? Uh, I support the current thing is a term I've heard used. Uh, Paul <laughs> Joseph Watson used it, a bunch of other people. I enthusiastically support the current thing, whatever the current thing is, you know, Ukraine or it's, or, or it's transgender rights or it's, you know, whatever. I, I, and, and yes, it's become, it's, yeah, I don't know what else to call it. It's become chic, right? Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a sign of your, of your, um, of your uh, moral and intellectual superiority to yes. declare that, well, who am I to say that, that the that the child who was assigned male at birth, I like to say that too. The child's your sex is assigned at birth. It's assigned well before then, uh, and not by a doctor. But but I want to concentrate on the on the um, on this idea of because you're 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 on it. I just want to stay on it. Mm. This idea that other people get to tell your children how they should be raised. Um, it, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway because of the age we live in and, and media matters and all the rest of this stuff. In a society, I, b I believe in personal freedom, and that means that if you're doing something that doesn't hurt me, I, it's none of my business, especially if you do it at home. So I, would, I think I would, and I think most people would have the exact same problem that we have with this, with this law, you know, this anti-grooming law. I think we'd all have the exact same problem if it turned out that that our third graders were being taught by a guy who, who spends most of his time talking about, you know, the weekend he spent in a cabin with his girlfriend. You know, hmm. it's like it, it's not just a question of of of, of uh, trans um, being uh, off limits for kids or or gay being off limits for kids. It's all of sexuality should be off limits to kids. They don't understand it. They're not supposed to understand it. And and to and to be. And to be preparing three or uh, third graders and and so on for for concepts that they have no ability to understand does nothing but but confuse them and 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 interrupts their childhood experience, which which adults labor, right? In a healthy society, adults labor to keep their kids isolated from elements of the world that they're not ready for yet, and put all this stuff aside. Right. I mean, just just so you understand the, the argument. I know you understand. So people understand the argument I'm making. We don't subject third graders to to graphic images of the war in Ukraine and we don't subject them to the stresses of having to make the mortgage this month. Right. Because they're not equipped to handle it and they've got other things to do. They've got they've got social bonding to take care of. They've got play. They've got to find out all about themselves. They this is not the time for this. And there's no argument for making it other than the fact that you want to go in there and preempt what, as you pointed out, is a pretty simple, natural process, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, people have said, do you think that all of this transgender stuff and, and, and all of the gay stuff is a result of, you know, hormones in the water and stuff? Mm -hmm. I, I suppose it's possible that there's extra estrogen in the water, but but it's become – it's become – it's not even – it's expected – Right? It's not even accepted now. It's expected. If you're if you're a child and you want attention, then the way to get it is to say, I don't feel like a boy at all. And, and then the world and then the world will fawn over you. And so what do you think about this idea of other people telling your children not only what they sh believe, should believe, which is what which is what they believe in their lifestyle, their values. But furthermore, many of them openly saying, and virtually all of them inwardly agreeing, with the idea that it's not the pa the parents are just going to raise more bigots, right? That's their attitude. If we leave this child to the parents, they're just going to raise more bigots and homophobes and transphobes and, and misogynists and you know patriarchy and all, all that other stuff. 
Where do these people get off on this? So who do they think they are? Well, well, I know who they think they are. Who do you think they are? Well, um, there are people given over to reprobate thinking. It's it's there. There are people who uh, are so full of themselves uh, that they just they really feel like they can tell everybody else what to do. Um, and of course, Bill, it takes a village, man. You know, that's yeah, yeah, what it yeah, comes yeah. down to. It's like your children are our children. And, uh, man, I can't, I can't remember what the word for it is, man. It's, it's a word that, um, uh, it pertains to a village and the word escapes me, but it's, it's a word that it's like, um, it's a community. But this, communism? <laughs> yeah, I think that would be another fair synonym for it. But it's like this community, man, that ha- it doesn't particularly have any borders, but it's I guess it's defined by its population. And within this community, there are no church houses. And I can't remember what the word for it is. And what, it, this kind of village that they're talking about, that's what it is. And San Francisco, is that the term you're looking for? Yeah, um, I think that's, you know, um, that, that would, Sorry, that would man, be another I'm, one that would fit though. Cause cheap I, shot, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> it fits the model. Well, you know, San Francisco, they might deserve some cheap, cheap shots right now. But, um, you know, but the thing is, when you have a village like this where there is no, basically no standard, and everybody can can kind of define these things on their own according to what they think feels right. Um, then yeah, you're going to have these people who are self righteously going to be the Pharisees of that community that are going to tell us that we're going to have to live by these laws. And these people are kind of given over to this Disneyland way of thinking, man. And, and Disneyland is a, a, an industry of make believe. You, you, you mentioned the word, uh, imagine, reimagine, and Democrats love to say that, man. They, they're always, yeah. re, they're always revealing who they are. Everything about them is imagination land. And this, and, and all the things, the fears that they're putting on people and the things that people should be fulfilled by and feel woke by or whichever, uh, um, is, is all imagination land. Um, these people think that they're, you know, when they're talking about, we're coming for your children, you know, it's like, get your kids ready. They're, they're deciding what they're going to prepare their kids for. And it, it doesn't matter if it's this, uh, uh, homosexual narrative or even like from flipping gangster rap they'll say the same things why why are you guys right exactly why is your why is your lyrics and stuff like that so violent why is it so graphic well because we're we're making sure that we're getting people ready for the harsh realities of the world why do you guys call each other berate each other and call each other in words well you know because that's what that's what we're called in the real world that's how we're just getting people ready and i'm like that's why we're calling our children that too yeah yeah. it's another mystery why this continues yes and it's like you're not getting them ready for the real the, the harsh realities of the world you are making them become the harsh realities of the world. You're making them become the perversions and whatnot. Absolutely. That's what you're doing. And and to ask, uh, uh, now that it comes to mind, to answer the question of uh, if somebody says that, is there tampering with the water or anything like that? Uh, I I could say most certainly no. This has been a problem long before people had access to this. This this has gone on throughout history, right? Paul was talking about this stuff. Paul was warning it. And and Paul not only says it when he's talking about men uh, given over to an effeminate nature, um, people having unnatural relationships with each other. Uh, Not only does he say that, his concern was, why are you sending people to the godless to judge your affairs? 
You know, when you when you have no standard and when you have people who are given over to these things, why are you sending your children? Why are you sending uh, uh, to these uh, uh, these issues to people to arbitrate for you? Whether it's a, a civil thing or whether it's education, whether it's entertainment, you've allowed these people to make judgments in terms of what you're going to see, what you're going to hear, what you're going to believe, what you're going to settle for. Paul's like, why are you doing that? You know, so to answer that question, no, man, this has been going on long before chemtrails, you know, and and long before somebody was going on with the um, messing around with the water supply. Yeah, I I agree generally with that. Yes. Um, The thing that occurred to me, too, is now just 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 know this because I read a lot of history. But apparently there was a time before television and the Internet (laughs) and even a time before radio, although that's in dispute with historians. and, and so a nation didn't get its cultural values through the television or through movies or through now through the internet. They got it through church. That's, that's where people got their, not only their sense of values, but their sense of community, their sense of cohesion was that this was the, by far the most uh, church-going nation in history up until the 60s. And, and so... You had, a, you had a country who had a, who had a culture molded by their experience in, in Christian churches. That's what created the, the culture that, that produced all of this amazing stuff. When you take the churches out of it, it's no longer a, cre- a question now of what a kid learns in church versus what a kid learns in a woke school. The church is off the table now. And, and progressive indoctrination is the church. That's the only set of values that kids all across the country are getting consistently right there there this is a this is like this is church for them they all sit there and they've got a and they've got a preacher and the preacher uh tells them what they should believe and they all nod and gives them examples and they all nod and and it's not only that we don't have any counterbalance because then there'd be conflict in in the minds of three or uh, third graders who shouldn't be thinking about these things in the first place but it's not even that it's it's now it's at the point now where you're at this church and it's like well okay so they brought in a drag queen and now they've told us that we, we've gone dancing through the halls with the with the gay pride flag following a, a drag queen down the halls and that's essentially mass now right that's that's what it is there's no counterbalance to this. So the thing that, that I am so encouraged about is that is that I've maintained this many times, that everything the left does, they have to do in darkness. Everything they do, they have to be secret about. When they're called out for teaching critical race theory to young children, they say, no, no, we're not doing that. Well, yes, you are. And, and if you really believed it, wouldn't you be defending it? But they know these ideas are not popular. That's why they have to do it in darkness. And the amount of outrage that I've seen on the part of parents over over this whole grooming thing, you know, with with uh, with sexual instruction to to very young children, uh, critical race theory, all this stuff. It's like people are finally waking up, and I mean, after four four decades, right? At least at least that, mm. to the fact that you 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 thought in your in your you, you know this is the conservative curse, right? You you're an honest person and and you a decent person, and so you send your kids off to school and you expect they'll be taught by other honest, decent people, you sweet summer child. <laughs> and, and, and people are beginning to wake up to the fact that this is, this is in fact not happening at all. And, and Disney 
is paying for it. And, and just to go back to the whole culture thing again, my so much of my uh, youth was molded by Disney. It's really incredible. I mean, I, I grew up in Florida, started going to Disney World in 72, but I was 13 by then. Well before that, I was watching things like The Wonderful World of Disney or Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color or whatever. And, and they'd have, you know, this week it says it could be Frontierland, Adventureland, Tomorrowland, Fantasyland. Come on, Tomorrowland. Uh, it's Frontierland. <laughs> uh, but, 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 the, but the term Disney had – Disney meant rated G, family content, safe for everybody, right? Uh-huh. It was it – was Disney – for my entire life, up until the last uh, seven, eight, ten years, maybe, maybe, was the brand of family-safe, children-safe entertainment. And I don't know if it's a coincidence that Disney has become the most anti-traditional family company out there. It, it, it might just be that's the way the cards fell, but I, I suspect that it was the the general public's long-standing trust and even and, and genuinely genuine love for the name Disney, what Walt Disney represented, that allowed these people to get as far as they did because people simply couldn't believe that Disney, not Disney, surely not Disney, mm. you know, no, Disney's not, no, 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 no. Walt would be turning over in his grave. Uh, in fact, he'd be spinning so fast, be a reliable source of energy for the rest <laughs> of the country. Uh, but. But it's, it's particularly shocking for those of us who grew up at a certain time and a certain age who remember things like their first time seeing It's a Small World After All and the magic of Disneyland and going to Disneyland or Disney World was the best thing that you could do. And, and it's shocking how far they've fallen. And I think and I hope that this very, very severe, it's not just slap on the wrist, this is a punch in the nose what, what DeSantis is doing to Disney in Florida. And, and rightfully so. And by the way, not just DeSantis. DeSantis, not a dictator. He, I mean, the right. entire state of Florida is, is doing this. So whether they'll turn, I, I'm sure they will turn it around. It's going to take a long, long time. And the problem is the brand is probably irreparably damaged now. And so Daily Wire says they're going to put $100 million into children's programming. Okay, that's how we started talking about capitalism. That's how capitalism works, right? You, you build things and it's very successful in the market and it gets enormously popular and then it gets stratified and fossilized and rigid and corrupt and then just becomes hollow and then somebody new comes along and uh, they start drinking your milkshake. Absolutely, man. And, and now, I mean, better late than never. You know, and we've been talking about this for a long time. It's like, you can't just tell somebody, you know, no, you can't do that. Or no, you shouldn't watch that. You got to present something else. You know, yes. it's, you know, it's like, uh, it's like going on a diet. You know, it's like, you can't have that. You can't have that. Well, it's like, well, you better give me something to chew on, man. That's, that's close to something as, you know, satisfying as that. Uh, got or, any sugar cane? Yes. <laughs> you, you, you want me to put these M&Ms down? Hand me some sugar cane then, damn you. That's right, man. Give me something. And, um, you ever had sugar cane, by the way? I have. I have. I have too. Yeah, interesting. Eat little splinters in your fingers, but otherwise it's delicious. Right? Yes, a lollipop that grows out of the ground, man. Is you know, <laughs> I, I like it. Um, Me too. So, you know, uh, now with Disney, Disney, yeah, just like you said, it's become like a you know this this supplement. It was something that that was uh, you know this wholesome entertainment, and it's like one has to wonder. What happened? What happened? And man, there, there can be all kinds of things, theories and, you know, scenarios that, you know, people can go into. Um, 
And this, it's one of those things, rather than uh, finding it so difficult to explain, I think the most basic uh, explanation is sometimes just crap just happens. Uh, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, and it's not so much that the crap happens, it's it's the response to it. And I think a lot of the response to the, the crap happening, like say for instance, like even going through my studies right now, man, it's like you go through all these kings, king after king. It's like this king did evil. This king did evil over and over. This king rebelled against God. This king uh, got Israel to do this and God is just over and over again. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? You you have God who basically is right there with you. You have everything. You, it's like there's what what does it take for you to be fulfilled by? Why do you? Yeah, have this is the most amazing part of the Old Testament. Is just is this is the part that consistently blows, blows right. my mind. And, and here's your here's your pillar of fire. Here's your pillar of smoke. Yeah. Well, we want a golden calf. Yeah. Why? But at the, at the root of it, it, the simple answer is pride. Like, say, for instance, even, you know, the devil himself, like people think that Adam and Eve were the first sinners. No, no, they weren't. The devil was the first sinner. Right. Why? What influence did he have? What what? excuse what were you following motivation, short of? Yeah. yeah what was your motivation it was, was god a bad influence did he did you know did he tell you something to lie or break your heart somehow or make you a broken person now you got all these issues you got this baggage dude the only thing that you got resting on your shoulders is jewels you know you, it's like you have everything mm -hmm. why would you rebel no good reason better better to rule in heaven than serve in hell right that's the that's the traditional line as, ascribed to satan and what's just the sheer pride of it the pride right there now and there's and with the pride what's your excuse for it so over and over again this happens so we try to look at disney disney what how did you fall from grace man how did you fall from the mountain where whatever mountain you want to be matterhorn space mountain i don't know how did you fall <laughs> from the mountain <laughs> Space Mountain's awesome. And you have a roller coaster in the dark was brilliant. Excellent. Man, have you ever seen it? Like, you know, like, I guess when they have to do some repairs on it, you're waiting to get on a ride and they got to turn all the lights on. It's dingy in there, man. Oh, and man. <laughs> many, many, many times I thought I was going to be decapitated on Space Mountain. Exactly. Many, you go many, through the ride times. like this from now on. <laughs> you know? but it's like, for, for what good reason? Like a Florida driver. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The little old ladies, I remember being behind them when I was living in Florida, and some of them were so small, you thought the car was driving itself, you know? Yeah, you just see these knuckles and a little poof of, like, blue hair or whichever. You know, yeah, but, but they did. They fell off the mountain. Yes. The, uh, and, and it's like, for what good reason? Now, that's the, that's the thing about it. That's just something that we're going to do. It's the response to it. You know, that, it, cause like I said, this is just something that's going to happen in nature. How do we, how do we respond to it is the issue. And our responses to these things have been more enabling rather than actually, and <clears throat> you know, people will say that, and, and as you mentioned, like about, uh, about the church where we would learn these standards. You know, you're going to have people that say, well, the, the, the church, you know, I don't believe in the church. The church is full of hypocrites. It's like, well, yeah, all, all the better. The church has room for, always have room for one more hypocrite. All right. Since you're going to, that's what you're going to call us. Right. So it's, it's not a place of, well, even the church isn't a place. The church is the person. It's the, the, the place that you go is a church house. And a person has to understand that they are church. And that's one of the reasons why the church has failed, because people think a church is a place that you go to. I'll go ahead and do this during the week, but I'll go to this place where I'll go ahead and do my prayers and sing my worship and stuff like that on Sunday. And then on Monday, I'll go back to my sinning. It's like, no, you're always at church. You are church. You're supposed to walk it like you talk it every day. And our response to that has been lacking. And yeah. because this effect is just something that's going to come out in human nature. Now, how do you respond to it? Yeah. Well, just a couple things to wrap this up, a couple thoughts. Uh, when I was in uh, at the University of Florida between 79 and 82, 
and I was a theater major. A lot of theater majors spent the summer working at Disney World because they got to be cast members. They could act and they could do a lot more interaction, you know. And I remember them being so upset about the fact that, oh, we have to shave every day and we have to have our hair, but, you know, the haircut has got to be... It's like, yeah, that's that's because that's what Disney is. You know, the park is spotless and and everybody's groomed and clean and and and, and safe and all groomed. That stuff. Yeah, groomed. Yeah, <laughs> different kind of grooming. Um, so so you know, there's that when you when you said how it happens, you're right. It, it it's that old line. It's like it, how did it how did Disney Disney become so corrupt? Well, slowly at first and then very quickly. That's how these things go. And I think I'll just close this by saying um, this is one of the very first things I ever said on a video of it, ever. Uh, 12, 14 years ago now. But I, I once said, the only thing that's worse than going down into the basement with a flashlight and seeing that your entire foundation has been eaten out by termites is not going down into the basement with a flashlight and seeing that your foundation's being eaten out by termites. Meaning right. that as shocking as all of this stuff is, it continued because it was in the dark. And it's not in the dark anymore. And that means it won't continue. So this is yet another sign, I think, that we have well and truly turned the corner on this thing. And I think we're going to find out in November just exactly how, how much we have. But everywhere I look, I see, the, uh, I see the, the left is in deep retreat, which is why my uh, moving back to America this week is called Slip Sliding Away. So you can take a look at that if you'd like. Thanks for joining us here on The Virtue Signal. For my friend Alfonso Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle. This show is made possible by the members at BillWhittle.com. And we're very grateful for all of you uh, for making this show happen. And we'll see you next time right here on The Virtue Signal.